1: You're
0: listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm a writer and producer from Pasadena, California,
1: and I'm here with my sisters on our <laughs> season premiere. Woohoo, I am Liz Dolan. I am an on-again, off-again corporate executive. I am a full-time podcaster, and I live in Santa Monica with my dog, Hooper.
2: Hi, I'm Julie Dolan. I'm in Dallas, Texas, in my closet, but I've lived in various places around the world. Um, I'm an urban nana. I'm a podcaster, an empty nester, and just super happy to be here t- today.
1: I know. Yeah, That's this is it. it. It's, it's exciting. exciting. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? I forgot how we start the <laughs> Okay, first of all, one thing okay. I want to say I want right. we had the whole August hiatus. Yes. But thank Ooh. you so much for sharing all of our shows. We can see that you were listening to all kinds of shows, you were sharing them with each other. You know, the number one way we can grow this show is for you to tell your own satellite sisters. So, word of sister is sort of what we're after here. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for doing that, just telling your own satellite sisters or sending them an actual episode. So, thanks so much for doing that. One other quick thing. We posted a listener survey on our website. It's six easy-peasy questions about who you are, and we'd love if you completed it. We don't take your email or identity in any way. It's not going anywhere. And I, I could see from your comments that a few of you were reluctant to complete the questions on income or age. And I just say, like, round up your income and round down your age and go for it. No one is checking. It's just... If you want to go give us your weight, that'd be <laughs> fine too, right? Yeah, give us your driver's license weight. Anyway, this we're just going to ask one time this year. This is the one time. So thank you for doing that. It's posted at SatelliteSisters.com. And you're wrapping it up Friday. Friday, right? it's yeah. just it's yeah. super quick. So, this week, we're just trying to get it done. Yeah,
0: yeah. Liz is on it. Well, all this, all this work we were supposed to do all over August while we weren't producing. <laughs> I started
1: on August 31st to do <laughs> yeah. all of my August assignments. <laughs> okay,
0: good work, Liz. All right, uh, but we did manage to pull together a show yesterday on Labor Day. Yeah, we, we laboring. It. We were laboring. Did our regular production call. People had lots to talk about. So we're going to tell you a little bit about what we did on our summer vacations. Julie, you have the top news story, I think, of our lifetime. And that is from the Wall Street Journal about grocery stores.
2: <laughs> I know this is supermarket news. They are making changes to make them um, easier for men to shop in grocery stores. Oh, Leanne, I know nice. you have opinions on this and we're going to talk to I wanted to hear what you're thinking about some of these big changes that are coming to the grocery store near you.
0: Fantastic. That's a huge story. All right. Also, um, I know we've all faced this dilemma before. We sat in front of the freezer and we thought to ourselves, should I just eat the entire pint of ice cream now? Because I know I'm going to do it over the course of the next five days. Oh, yeah. Just... Just so I go all in now. So I'm going to answer that question. There's science on this. (laughs) That's good. And I want
2: to know if it applies to
0: a chocolate bar. too. Oh, well.
2: One square versus just eating the whole thing. I think you can
0: extrapolate. Yes. I think (laughs) knowing the answer, I think you can extrapolate. (gasps) We're going to be extrapolating on this (laughs) show. Wow. Julie, we're also, you and I both pitched the story about microwaves, the microwave spy story. I mean, that was. Yeah, this is a very serious story. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, but there are some fantastic details in the story about just the science of how microwaves can mess with your head. I and, saw
1: the headline on this. I didn't read the story. So I'm glad you guys can explain it to right.
0: me. Right. Well, I can't explain it. I can, o- <laughs> I
2: can only pick up. We can out- only. But here's here's a big takeaway that your human head is a good target for microwaves. So Whoa. just think about that, people. Okay.
0: <laughs> As you walk around in your daily life. That's Julie. I had that underlined. Head is good antenna. <laughs>
1: Whoa. That's that's
0: all you need to know.
1: Spy Master Julie is going to explain it all to us. <laughs> if you
0: weren't worried about microwaves before, you're going to be at the I end wasn't of this at all. podcast. All right, we have some hot TV news. Liz, one of the most exciting TV shows ever coming towards us. You have a couple of uh, recommendations. I have a book recommendation. Yeah, we have a lot happening. But
1: um, uh, but first of all, you know, August was a very newsy month, and we was. were off on our hiatus, so there were lots of big things happening, and we just felt like we needed to address. The number one thing that happened during the month of August while we were gone, and that is of course, Serena Williams' tutu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because
2: Liz not—it's not, it's not just a tutu; it's a one-armed tutu. Oh my God. I think that's important.
1: When when she walked out on the court wearing that, Julie, at the uh-huh. U.S. Open, I thought. Wow, I didn't think it was possible to love Serena Williams more. (laughs) There is a woman who is so secure in her identity and her physicality and her skills. Just everything about the way she presents herself in the world now is a woman who just could not care less what you think of her. And that's why I love her so much. She is the ultimate just stay noisy persona. I loved it. Well, she is a woman. She is a woman in full, Liz. I mean, she
2: is the greatest athlete of, you know, in her sport of all time. And I think, you know, the whole world loves her even more since she's become a mother. And she's been so candid about the struggles that she's had during her pregnancy and childbirth, postpartum depression and you know I, when she came out in that tutu, I just it was jaw dropping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Julie, you're a but serious to... tennis player. What so? What did you okay, think about so this it? This has
2: been the as talk a piece of, of equipment. Okay, <laughs> right, right. So, and if you haven't seen the tutu, please go ahead and Google it. It's fantastic. It comes in a lot of colors. Everyone on my team loves the lavender uh, tutu the yeah, best. Okay, because yeah, she's wearing different colors for different matches. I can only imagine dream what you know it's going to be for the finals. But I just I have even more respect for her as an athlete because I don't know how she's playing tennis in that get up place. <laughs> I mean it must be a hundred layers of tool going on there. I mean can you imagine if Roger Federer had showed up for his match last night in Lederhosen yeah, and tried
0: to play is, it is the equivalent about, of a kilt or something. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right or or rafa nadal in a matador cape you know <laughs> i mean that is the equivalent of what she's doing out there she is like it's like a whole obstacle to be able to move around in that and yet she, she doesn't care yes mm-hmm. yeah they're what, killing it out on the court
1: i also love the, some, the, i love the I, timing I've, I've heard, go ahead julie
2: I was going to say, I've heard some people comment that, you know, a lot of times what the athletes wear to these big championship matches, that's what, you know, you know low level players like myself, this is what we emulate to wear. Uh-huh. Now, I don't see myself, because I could not operate that tutu, <laughs> but I believe that there is going to be a tool uh, you, you'll explosion in women's tennis wear, that you will see more tutus out on the court and I'm all for it.
1: Yeah. You know, I also love the semi-accidental timing of she comes out in the tutu the same week that the people at the French Open say she's not allowed to wear the catsuit. And the same week that the people at the U.S. Open find a woman for changing her shirt. So you just want to say, yeah. like, what's the deal? We're wearing too many clothes. We're wearing too few clothes. <laughs> our clothes are too big. Our clothes are too small. Could you just stop talking to us about what we're wearing? Right. You know. And right. I put it in the same category as the people that complain, the officials and the tournaments that complain about the sounds women make. Stop talking to us about how we sound or what we wear. Okay, just just let us play. So uh, like Serena. I hope she gets all the way to the final and has some spectacular color too. for the final.
0: Oh yeah, let's pr- well, she's probably white, I would yes. imagine,
1: but it could be pink. You I- know, you could <laughs> Again, just I, I could gold. be
0: glitter. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking.
2: I'm thinking we're gonna go with more glitter. She's got the glitter on her tennis. They're not even tennis shoes. They're tennis boots. She wears. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, that's what I'm thinking for the final. But we'll just we'll we'll report on it next week. No so doubt.
0: Could be a lot of Americans. Well, a lot of Americans could make it to the uh, semis in yeah. the women. So that's exciting.
1: Well, there is there, yeah. there actually is one other piece of sports news that came up after we um, finished our rundown for today's show. We worked on this yesterday. And uh, and then last night, I was at home, Monday night, Labor Day, of course, watching the Federer match, yeah. which was harrowing, right? And the match gets into the fourth set. My phone rings. Like, it's 10 o'clock at night. Who's calling me at 10 o'clock at night? Well, Roger Federer is playing. I don't know. I'm not answering it. I look at it. It's the 202. I'm not answering anyone calling me from the 202. So then, you know, Roger loses in the fourth set. I was very sad about that, but it was a thrilling match. And I listened to the message. The 202 includes the Washington Post sisters. So it was a reporter from the Washington Post was doing a story all about the history of the Just Do It campaign. Because as you may have noticed, that campaign made right. some news yesterday. Yes, yeah. And so they were writing up that that Nike included Colin Kaepernick in the campaign, but also it is the 30th anniversary, and so there were many years as one of many athletes. As one of many yes, athletes, they, right, they're doing right. a whole series. Of yes, yes, they're good. So. And, yeah, um, I like them. Anyway, they wanted, they were doing this whole 30 years, and there were many years where I was involved in that campaign. Like, the whole 90s, for instance, and I actually started working. I think the late 80s. And the late 80s. Yes. I started working (laughs) at Nike literally the month that campaign launched. Yeah. So I feel like I've lived through Just Do It. And so it was just. You sent me a bumper sticker. I did? Yeah, Just Do It bumper sticker.
0: I didn't have a car at the time, so (laughs) I I was. (laughs) I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? I was ski bumming in Wyoming. But yeah, I remember. I think I should have saved it. One of the original just do it bumper stickers. Oh, that'd be worth a lot now. Sure. Yeah.
1: Well, it is really fascinating to yeah. think about, you know, three little words, a campaign like that, how you keep it alive over 30 years. And one of the things that I say in this story, and I'll, I'll put a link to the Washington Post story, it's in the paper today. I guess that's why they called in the middle of the night, um, is that during the, like, mid-90s, we were constantly beating our heads against the wall, like— okay, should we move on from just do it? It's like we're getting a little bored with it, and we kept trying to think up something better. And every year we would try to work on something better. Like, is there a better tagline than that? And every year we would say, nope, no, not, no there's, there's nothing better than that. That the whole key was attaching the right athlete stories to those three words. And whether it's a famous uh, professional athlete or just a regular old person who's running their first marathon, that's what that campaign has been about forever. So I'll put it in the show notes. It is – It's an interesting tale, and it was interesting that they hunted me down on my cell phone in the middle of the night. Thank God the match didn't go five sets. Otherwise, there's no way I would have called that guy at the Washington Post back. (laughs) (laughs) All All right. right. Good work.
2: Well, you know, uh, we were on hiatus, as Liz and Leon have mentioned. And first of all, I just want to thank all of the people over at our Facebook group. And if you would like to join our Facebook group, it's very easy. There's no uh, admissions essay or anything like that. You can just <laughs> just join. Um, but, um, I, uh, one of the things that I did over the hiatus was I did celebrate my 40th uh, wedding anniversary. And as I said, I was going to do to commemorate that I was attending a wedding. One of my satellite sister's son, one of my satellite sister friend's son was getting married and I decided to wear the dress that our mother wore to my wedding 40 years ago. And I mentioned earlier that this was some magical dress. I don't know how it's possible. Our mother kept this dress for all those years and particularly towards the end of their my, our parents' lives when they moved quite a few times, how this dress sort of made the cut every time and then ended up with me, it's I don't amazing. know yeah but uh, so it was amazing. It was an amazing to wear the dress. I posted a picture it 's on our fa- it 's on our satellite sisters uh, website as well. You can see it and I just want to thank all the people that wrote such nice comments. Thank you very much. I loved wearing the dress I loved telling people what the dress was about and people just loved hearing that story so that was uh that was very special and thank you for your comments i would have to say my husband the international man of mystery who i rarely show or talk about uh directly he was very pleased with all the cute comments. <laughs> yeah. But so that was one of the big things I did on my uh, summer vacation. But I also um, did Nana Camp. And that, this is another big th- uh, shout out and thank you to the Facebook group. I love, love, love seeing pictures of other nanas hosting their Nana Camps uh, this summer. So I had Nana Camp Dallas edition this summer due to schedules and things like that. My three grandchildren here were going to be here at the uh, in August. And I flew to New York. I got one of my granddaughters, Josephine, flew her down so that we I could have the four cousins together. And that really was the theme for Nana Camp this summer Dallas edition. Is that I think again, as as my role as Nana, as their grandmother, I think helping to build that sense of connection and particularly among cousins because sisters, you know, we have wonderful cousins Mm -hmm. that we, they are pure fun, pure joy, and we have this terrific relationship with them. And I would like to give the gift of cousins to my grandchildren so that they have time to bond with each other. You know, they're not, they're not sibling, you know, there's no rivalry like they are as siblings and it's just great to see them all together. So that was one of my major themes—just having the cousins bond. We did a lot of swimming. We played good. checkers mm, and checkers. monopoly. Uh. Those are those are life skills that I. Those three things I feel are life skills yes. that I think everyone needs to know. I believe in eating and sleeping well at Nana Camp. I believe in manners, and I also like to be a role model for them spiritually. And what that means is. We say, we say our grace and we say our prayers. So, and then I like to return everyone in the same condition that I got. Them. And that's, and that's what happened this summer at Dallas Nana camp.
1: So the no broken arms, no serious, no broken scrapes, arms, no, black no, no
2: scrapes, no bruises. Everybody came, had a lot of fun. And I think made good memories. And I think that is important.
1: That so, is
0: good. good. Good work, Nana. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I have, I have a little summer vacation report. I mentioned on our Ask Us Anything show that I was working the whole summer vacation. I can't actually tell you what yet, but I'm on deadline for something. Okay. So I worked every single day of summer vacation. So if We this, can't wait to hear. If you're going to hear, if you're this going to sound like it wasn't much of a vacation, well, you got that right. <laughs> but I have a few highlights. Okay. 4 years running now, I believe I have perfected the college drop-off house guest protocol. Whoa. Now, we are in the zone where a lot of our college friends, I, my husband and I both went to college in Claremont, California at Pomona College, one of the Claremont colleges. They are dropping off their children at college. Uh-huh. We live halfway between all the Claremont colleges, like Pomona and CMC and Scripps, and Occidental, uh-huh. another small liberal arts school. Yeah. So, for the last four years, we have had after drop off, we have either hosted or had people like coming in, staying with us, just eating. You know, we have a whole protocol now.
1: Nice. So I feel like we perfected it. Putting it out there too on the pod, Leah. I know. Just
0: we had guests. We had college friends dropping off their son at Oxy for uh, three nights Uh because they drove down. So we had the college kid the first night, and then the parents the the two nights. There's an orientation. (laughs) Blah blah.
1: Here's the key to this. Do you do an orientation? Are you? Is that? Do you (laughs) provide
0: any guidance, wisdom on who's orienting who? (laughs) Here, here's here's what I got, you guys. Here's what here's the protocol. Yeah. Very low expectations. Uh You don't know how people are going to react to college drop off. Some people Uh are elated. Some people are exhausted. Some people are emotional. Yeah. So I have no expectations that you as the house guest, will be entertaining. I feel (laughs) I also have no expectation for your students. You know, uh-huh. if it's the night before they're dropped off of college, they don't want to talk to me. No. Yeah, I don't I don't have to ask them what their major is no, or wh- where no. their new roommates are from. They don't they care. They not be less interested no. in so you. and so I have no expectations about your behavior or your children's behavior. Uh-huh. Two, when you come, you will get chicken enchiladas because <laughs> that's what everybody wants before they go to college, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) They just they want chicken and solidly in one last good meal. Good. And then after you drop off, we will not require you again to be entertaining, to go out to dinner, to do anything. No. You come back, take a long shower, have a glass of wine. I I will have ceviche for you, my signature ceviche. Mm. Or I will have the ricotta cheese extravagances. The spread. homemade ricotta yes, cheese. so that yep. you just yep. walk in the door. You don't even have to speak to me. Just start eating and drinking. <laughs> That's what you want. Showering. <laughs> That's it. And then in the morning, there's coffee. There is there is coffee cake that I buy from my friend who can bake coffee cakes because I can't. But again, I don't have any expectation. You don't have to talk to me. You don't have to do anything. We're here so for you. So you're sort of
2: like a halfway house, Liam. That's <laughs> it's exactly really right.
0: feel mm-hmm. like we provide an excellent service, service. Yes. and that we've really nailed it now. Like uh-huh. in the beginning, we may have had too many expectations. But now, very low. Just uh-huh. come, eat, drink, don't speak. I got <laughs> we got it. So we did that. But we they had, can
1: speak if they want. They can You're talk just, if yeah, they want. Yeah, okay. We're here for you. I yeah. mean,
0: we, we are, we're here for you if you want to talk. But if you don't want to talk, that's fine. Okay, uh, So we're good. We got that. We had fun doing that. And here's just one side note. The the couple we had, the he went to college with us and she went to Yale. Her college roommate was Brett Kavanaugh. Her college classmate was Brett Kavanaugh.
1: Her roommate was Brett yeah. Kavanaugh? Her Call ca- the Senate. No, her <laughs> classmate. I know.
0: But I was just, we all made this feel old and... Um, not doing very and well like, in our lives. Big old <laughs> yeah. flop. Wow, your college nice. classmate is nominated for the Supreme Court. Wow, yeah, we are wow. losers.
2: Okay, <laughs> Leon, I'm surprised you did not get a call from the Washington
1: Post. <laughs> yeah, because
0: <laughs> I have strong opinions on things, uh, as you know, all things sports. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right, <laughs> two, Julie. This one's for you. I had a Pioneer Woman breakthrough. Okay, what you is know, that, Lynn? Well, you know how we torture ourselves and we watch the Pioneer Woman, the cooking yes. show. I know, and we love her, and yet I don't. There's nothing usually that she makes that I ever think, "Oh, that looks good." Like I uh-huh. just,
1: <laughs> I've never seen that show. Like, it's no. just,
0: you know, it's a lot of it's treats, not for you, Liz. Liz. Yeah, I, I don't
1: see you as the Pioneer <laughs> Woman.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but Julie, I actually made a recipe from the Pioneer Woman TV show this this vacation i made a pork chop which recipe. one was it i made a sheet pan pork chop recipe and julie hold on to your hats because it included using seasoning from ranch dressing mix <laughs>
1: that
0: sounds good land it mm-hmm. was it was savory and tasty i mean she put okay. she put a packet of that ranch seasoning on every single thing on the sheet pan and that is what i did and it was a big hit so that that's okay. all I have okay. to say. Okay, oh, Liam, you got to post that recipe. That's I know. Delicious. I'll I will post. I will post yeah. the link. I'll post the link. And then finally, uh, our big finale at the last night in August, we went to the Hollywood Bowl to see John Williams. He was celebrating his 40th anniversary appearing at the Hollywood Bowl. So, wow. 40 years of yeah. conducting the LA Philharmonic Orchestra there. He's missed a bunch of years, but in general, like he did a was, few other things. It in was between. 40 years. So, but this was the key that because it was 40 years, his good friend Steven Spielberg came oh. with him. He said, oh. "I've been asking Stephen to come to the Hollywood Bowl for me with me for years. He's never done it, so it was like the greatest hits. The two of them talking about their forty-five year creative partnership, which is extraordinary. Yeah, you know, right. it started with Jaws, and then, and then they would show." Steven would talk about certain things like film clips. Like he showed the clip of Indiana Jones, the third Indiana Jones movie, the one where it's Young River Phoenix as Young Indy on the circus train. Sure. So, okay, you're going (laughs) to when you saw the sequence, you remember it. So they showed it without the music and then they showed it with the music. How Uh, fascinating. It was fantastic to hear Steven Spielberg sort of talk through the film clip. On stage, like, oh, yeah, here's the whip. Here's where he finds the whip. Oh, then he gets the scar. That's Harrison's scar. Like, it was kind of the indie origin story, that sequence. And then to hear with the music, fantastic. Wow. To hear him talk about Schindler's List, what that was like, like the double responsibility that the two of them had and how their partnership was very different, creating a movie based on real life than, say, E.T. Yeah. And then they played E.T., Okay, I haven't Um, seen E.T. since it came out. Like, uh you know, remember back in the day when you just see movies once and you don't watch them eight million times? Like, I mean, I don't know. I probably saw it again in college, but it's been 30 years. I was a sobbing mess. I (laughs) forgot how emotional, like when E.T. gets on that bicycle and rides up to the moon, it's unbelievable. And so, and to watch Steven Spielberg's face watching E.T. with John Williams playing live – it was unbelievably great. So it's a very special night. We've been for the last couple of years to the Hollywood Bowl to see John Williams, but this was. So fantastic. this seems like awesome. a really unique night. It was fantastic, yeah. And then, so did
2: you film it all on your cell phone so you can I, share it with all of us? Not
0: the whole thing. No, <laughs> I, I have 25 seconds of the Star Wars thing. Oh yeah, because they had the army, like the U.S. Army trumpet brigade or something. <laughs>
1: I don't bra- think bra- that's bra- the right word,
0: Lian. <laughs> I think it is. I, <laughs> I'm I think like 100% sure <laughs> it's a trumpet bragoon. <laughs> it is not called a trumpet bragoon. <laughs> bragoon. Br- Br-
1: Br- 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 anyway. Okay, whatever. But you bro- were doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, somebody at home can look that that's up. That's a military word. That's a military word. Well, be- you did tweet that out. We cannot use music on the podcast <laughs> because we'll get sued. But on Twitter, you can do whatever yeah. you want.
0: Free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code Sisters to choose your free for a year offer, plus get twenty dollars off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do.
1: <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't
0: there? See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. No one cares. <laughs> so if you follow Leon on Twitter, <laughs> you will see the yeah. Brigoon. It's a Brigoon. The but you know what they open with? Brigadoon. Maybe of... you were trying to say Brigadoon. No, <laughs> brigoon. Um, you know what they open with? The Olympic fanfare.
1: Oh, Which wow. you kind of
0: forget that John Williams created. Right. So wow. they just walked out on stage and played that fanfare. I went nuts. And then they had, you know, cut all these great Olympic stuff in the background. They have the screens. And then they ended with Star Wars. the wow. You know, the Star Wars theme. So it was fantastic. John Williams, man. It was a great L.A. night. I will say that. It's hard to top Steven Spielberg and John Williams on stage. With, you know, thousands of people waving their lightsabers. At oh, the end, wow. That's the best at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> All right. We have to take a break. Wow. Uh, I so, feel like we just did a whole show. I we know. We covered so much in, in the first segment. So, Julie, while we're doing the sponsors, can you look up Bragoon? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that's a word. It's, it's a word. Not the way you said it. It is. Just, yeah. All right. Okay, okay now we're, we're back. back.
2: And while you were doing the ad, sisters, I did Google, this was the question, is bragoon a word? <laughs> and Google wrote back and said, did you mean brigadoon? I said, no, 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 Google, I did not mean that. They said the closest, the closest that uh, that Google can come to it, Leanne, is dragoon. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Which, but that... that is a heavily armored... A battalion of of, Of people on horses. Of Trumpets. On horses. Yeah.
0: It's a military word, though. (laughs) Yes, it is.
1: Close enough.
0: Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Julia. That's good. Well, work. That's the
2: kind of thing I just for yep. you, sister. So, <laughs> Excellent. and Leanne, when I heard this, when I read this story in the wall street journal, I was like, I have got to talk to Leanne about this. Okay. This is supermarket news. You, you, you <laughs> love grocery stores. Yes. You love grocery store trends. Well, here's the thing. Grocery stores are catering to a new type of client, Leanne. Ben, Men are finally shopping in grocery stores and grocery stores want to be able to cater to this new group. So they're creating a number of design concepts to appeal to men. Okay, number one lower shelving heights and straight corridors because apparently when they did focus groups with men, men feel trapped in grocery stores. (laughs) They like to see the exit and the checkout areas from wherever they are in the grocery store. So they don't want to meander through some giant deli display or, you know, they don't want to get off the beaten track. They just want to be able to get in and get out and be able to see that. They also feel like they didn't like it when Grocery stores, which they do that at the end of each aisle, they stack things really, really high. Men mm-hmm. don't like that. So grocery stores are taking them down. They're putting in lower shelving heights and straight corridors to give guys a clearer view of the checkout. What's that? Is hmm. Is that some sort uh, of
0: metaphor? Men... <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Like I need a view the exit? Like yeah, that. at all times. Don't block me, man. I need a view of the exit. What's that about? Mm, That is deep. I don't think it's about
1: groceries.
2: (laughs) Okay, see, they don't like visual cluttering, Leanne. Okay, for example, uh, the other thing is they want more men's sections uh, in grocery stores. So grocery stores are putting in areas next to their makeup, highly priced, overpriced makeup areas where you'd find beer, uh, beard products and protein supplements that would appeal to the male shopper.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I'm okay. fine with that. Do you have a problem with no, that? I, no, I, I don't have a problem with really anything. It's just, it's just, uh, it's suspicious to me. <laughs> <laughs> OK,
1: nothing so far so good. I'd be fine if they took okay. all makeup out of all grocery stores anyway. They're they're just whole aisles. I would never go down all of that stuff down there.
2: I do. <laughs> but you sometimes know that... you need it, Liz, and you yeah. can't go to you don't have time to okay. go to a, a separate drugstore. So um, it's very convenient. Okay. OK, other thing, fewer ads and promotional messages uh, in the in the food stores. That men do not respond to when they have ads on the floor, when they have ads popping out of the aisles, when they have ads on the shopping carts, men don't respond to it. Well really. So who they're does? saying get rid get rid of those. <laughs> do you?
0: Apparently I- women do leigh do you respond to those? I like when they have things popping out at me. (laughs) Really? Attracting me to a new product or a promotional item. Okay. I love all this stuff stacked at the end. What's at the end, I think? (laughs) What's special this week? Oh, my gosh. There are 900 kinds of Triscuits stacked at the end of this aisle. (laughs) I look forward to the Lacroix display. (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs)
2: Okay, go ahead. I know. So, okay. So other things, uh, more, uh, maybe have you noticed this in Pasadena? Uh, More masculine floral designs uh, in the floral area, that these would be featuring woods and barks and branches, less pink carnations, less uh, turquoise uh, flower bouquets, you know, just more floral designs that a man might buy. Oh.
0: I actually have noticed a lot more like wood things mm-hmm. and stuff, but I just thought it was a trend, not because men like it. I thought that was from Fixer
2: Upper. I thought that was Chip and right. Yeah,
0: that because I thought that was
2: theirs rather than, but they are trying to appeal to men, to get men to buy more of those floral designs. Uh-huh. And then just a lot of programming, in-store programming, uh, like beer refill areas, you know, mm-hmm. what do you call those, growlers? Yeah, yeah. a lot of. A lot of uh, stores are putting in growlers again for men, or they're offering butchery classes. Uh, so, uh, you—I don't know. You can—that makes you me know.
0: laugh. <laughs> the thought of my husband going to a butchery class <laughs> at a butcher. A, yeah, it yeah, yeah. just makes me laugh. That makes me. laugh. It makes you laugh. You know, or here's that, what I think. Or that gas
2: gas discount, which I love. Uh, I like sure, apparently I yeah. Apparently, that's that's not for us, Leon. That's for men because I'm using men it like anyway. the gas. <laughs>
1: Are we allowed gas. to use it? Because I enjoy the gas discount.
2: <laughs> well, it just... I, you that know, seems like I kind this of article, a universal like, thing. This is, this is nice. Yes, this is nice. And I'm glad. I think many of these changes are fine. But I do feel a little bitter, and Like, we've been slugging away grocery shopping for years and years and years and what they didn't care about us exactly and now there's this new johnny come lately yeah named I, johnny
0: yeah who's gonna be shopping <laughs> and so now they're gonna like turn the whole store upside down i i they're, agree you know i i still feel like the number one way to my heart is customer service is checkers and baggers like yeah. that's you want to like appeal to everybody enjoys checkers and baggers <clears throat> Like, hey, how about at the deli counter? How about moving faster than the speed of an iceberg <laughs> <laughs> at deli counter? So I can get some chicken salad fast. So, yeah, I don't, I've, I am a little bitter, Julie. You can see hear it hints coming into my voice because I think the worst thing in the world are all those like beer tastings they have now and the free samples. That is just people cluttering the aisles. I cannot stand it. <laughs> I just want to be able to go in and go out. I just don't get it. So no
1: programming for you. I don't need... You I don't, don't need, need programming. programming. I don't need okay.
0: programming at the grocery store. I need groceries. I need checkers and, and baggers. baggers. working simultaneously. And I would like someone to take our carts in the parking lot. That would be nice. would be nice, Julie. It would be nice. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to keep my eye out for these things. I'm going to check the this beard. Ma- the beard. Yes. Solved. I would like to,
2: we'd like to hear from you. If you have <laughs> masculine things going on in your grocery store, we want to know about it.
0: All right, here we go. It's the question we've been asking ourselves all summer. Is eating a ton of ice cream in one sitting worse for you than eating a bite a little bit every night? Who That
1: I, is a fascinating existential dilemma. I mean, you've asked yourself this question, haven't you? Because it's the same number of calories it is. Uh, no matter how long you take to eat it. It is. So why
0: not? It, okay, well, according to Dr. Raj Liz of Health Magazine, it's not clear-cut. Okay. Some research suggests that. Thanks for the big build back. Yeah. No, but but she has an opinion on this. Okay. So you're right. It's the same number of of calories. But uh, some research suggests that every so often binges can increase your metabolism slightly, so that you may gain less weight if you were to spread out those calories over a handful of meals. All right. That's encouraging, Uh right? Wait, that's
1: a binging is good. Uh, that that's a little
0: every so often, benches. Yes. Okay. All right. right? Uh, however, it isn't guaranteed that everyone's body will react the same way. Well,
1: I know how no mine's going to No joke, Doctor Raj.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Doctor Raj. Uh, so, um, some people who have very serious health issues, like type two diabetes, that steep blood sugar increase is yeah. not going to be good for you. And another potential snag is that these type of, this is my favorite phrase, these type of feeding frenzies
1: have, <laughs> have the potential to trigger future cravings. Uh, I think yes. that's the big takeaway, yeah. Liz, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like a pint in one sitting becomes a habit and right. it's not once a week. It's twice a week. Yeah. And next thing right. you know, boom. You're not just... Every b- night. Right. Yes. Or, yes. There you, know, you go. With
2: ice cream, it's always nice to have a little cookie too. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know... So, <laughs> yes. Well, You get that sugary taste and you want to keep keep filling that.
0: So you know why, Julie? Because according to Dr. Raj, the more sugar we consume, the more likely it is that our taste buds could become desensitized to sweets. And as a result, we will need more and more sugary sweets to satisfy our sweet tooth over time. Now, chances are, and this is the other part that seems pretty self-explanatory, but I was glad it was in here. Chances are, too, you don't really feel that good after eating <laughs> the entire
1: <laughs> or your or pint, pint of, of ice, ice cream.
0: cream. Thanks, Dr. That's Raj. Correct. So that that's is the true. listen to
1: your body that is strategy. A, yeah, yeah.
0: That, you know, maybe the bloating and abdominal pain <laughs> is also a turnoff to eating the entire pipe. Uh-huh. See, that's why I think those low... Calorie pints of ice cream, which we've talked about, are before. dangerous. We, that yeah. halo top it's or whatever just, it's called—it's dangerous because then you're like, "Oh, I can eat the whole thing," but it yeah. has all those fake sugars in it. It's—it's it's also not very good for you. Yeah. But you're also thinking, oh, "I can eat the whole thing." Yeah. So
1: right. So that, do not train yourself to eat the whole thing. I, I think, think it's, it's the just don't there.
0: get a pint of ice cream. <laughs> I mean, seriously, right. I find that when I'm trying to cut back, I just—I just get the um, the creams fudgesicles. Oh. <laughs>
1: I get the mango fruit bars. Yeah,
0: because they're only 40 calories, the little yeah. fudge skulls, and they're tasty. They're very tasty, and they're satisfying, and it's not an entire pint of ice cream. All right. Uh, so I hope that helps people. Um, that was our big health news story Thanks, for
2: That's really is a groundbreaking report.
0: <laughs> just just remember, make eating an entire pint of ice cream makes you feel bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. How about microwave blowing you up like my head? feel like a big dragoon, Land. That's what it makes you feel like. <laughs> big dragoon. Um. Okay. This was a story in the New York Times this weekend. I read the headlines. Microwave weapons are prime suspects in ills of U.S. embassy workers. And immediately you just start to get Suspicious of your household items. Uh Right. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people that think microwaves in your kitchen cause all kinds of health issues. Mm -hmm. And this is just the kind of headline that's going to freak them out. Yeah. And you know good reason it for good reason, Liz, because you know what they've been working on since the Cold War. Uh, Washington, we, the Americans have feared that the Russians have been working on microwave weapon technology really? since the Cold War for years and years. You know, but and
2: that, that this was at the story in the New York Times and uh, but was, yes, the Russians are working on it. But so are the United States. So are we. We've yeah. been working on it, too. Yes. We've been working on microwave weapons to disrupt behavior, for idea dissemination. The Navy was working on a project where they sought to use microwaves in order to paralyze people. Yeah, yeah. As no, weapons. no, oh, okay, yeah. let me ask no. a question.
1: Okay, this so, is Liz. So they're using microwave ovens or just microwaves, microwaves. in general? Okay. Microwave technology. So
0: microwave yes. technology. Okay. So Liz, yeah, here's the backstory here. So you remember when those diplomats were affected in Cuba? I remember. remember? We talked about that on the show. Yeah. And as well in China. They okay.
2: also at a consulate in China. They have had the same kind of situation. Yeah. Okay, Go ahead. so
0: a medical team examined the 21 affected diplomats from Cuba, an American sure. medical team. And they think they now consider microwaves the main suspect. And the team is increasingly sure that the diplomats suffered brain injury from the microwaves. Wow, that's terrifying. Yeah, the doctor in charge, Dr. Smith, I'm sure that's his real name, or it's <laughs> her, her, him. Everybody was relatively skeptical at first, and now everyone agrees there's something here and Dr. Smith, you know, remarked that both the doctors and the diplomats were joking about the immaculate concussion. Ah. But strikes with microwaves are now more plausibly explained, painful sounds, ills and traumas, other culprits, including inciting uh, contagious anxiety, viral infections and sonic attacks.
1: Wow! How crazy is that? You know, this is
2: yeah. This was really serious, and they they think that the weapon for something like this, you know, could be as simple as a satellite dish that was either handheld or mounted on a car or a van or a helicopter, and that by concentrating a beam of this microwave, that uh, that's how they were impacting the diplomats. So, so then the question nobody knows. Well, who did this? Was right, it the Cubans? Right. Were the Cubans doing this or some faction of the Cubans because they didn't want this was, as you remember, this was right when the U.S. embassy opened and Mm -hmm. we were opening our relations with Cuba. Uh, So was it some faction of of the Cuban government that was involved with this? Is it the Russians? Okay, because, again, the Russians have enjoyed a close relationship with the Cubans and maybe they didn't like the idea that the Americans were moving to town. Right. And that by by doing this very, you know, this very suspicious microwave thing, that this would disrupt the relations between the U.S. and Cuba. Or is it the Chinese? Because the same symptoms are being reported by diplomats in a consulate in China of the, you know, the hearing the noise, the nausea, the headaches, the memory loss. And so it's unclear who's behind this. Mm -hmm. But you're right that they're. You know, at first this was dismissed, but now they're thinking this really could be from microwaves.
1: So, how do we protect ourselves? Is it the tinfoil hat? <laughs> Is do they suggest a way we can? No, there protect was no our heads? I mean, I mean no. other
2: than as we stated at the beginning of the show, I was alarming to read that your head is an excellent target Perfect for antenna. Microbes. Yeah. Yes. It's because uh, it's, it's so thick, mushy in there. Yeah. Just absorbed, yeah, It's yeah. big and round and
0: it's right up there on the top you know, it's up high like melon and, head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here's one interesting detail from this uh, from this article in the Times that we'll link to this is that there is a special um, a group of scientists who consults with the US government about such is a secretive group of elite scientists that helps the federal government assess new threats to national security, mm-hmm. and the name of that group, Liz, is Jason.
1: Jason? <laughs> yeah. Isn't Jason
0: Bourne? I, Liz. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know where did they get that name, Jason. I mean, somebody called JJ Abrams. That's, the that's Joint
1: the... Action Squad. Secretive group, Liz. <laughs> that's what it is. Joint Action Secret. Wow. Because I actually have Jason Bourne news coming up in the next segment. <laughs> I know, I know. So this could be another,
0: this could be yeah. another great TV show. Jason, yes. come on, get on it. But yeah, it is pretty scary. And there's like one American. So it is very scary, and
2: and it's you know, and it's really you know, and what recourse do we have for these diplomats that have really been injured by this? Is you know, it's hard to know because no one. You know, and no one's taking credit for it. So Right.
1: We have our longtime listener, Erin, who's based in yes. Beijing because her yes. husband is a Marine at the embassy there. And so she's posted a little bit about this uh, in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group when it first happened there.
0: Yeah. Well, just thought it was interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's terrifying and it does make me suspicious of my appliances, which I know it's sort of different. Yeah. But, Julie, you actually brought the facts so good work i was just disturbed by the fact that our head is a perfect antenna and that the group is called jason
1: really i say i
0: suggest you keep your head in the freezer Liam. that might be good
1: where are the fudgicles all
0: right coming up we do have some uh entertainment recommendations for we do you. many and our to-do list Sisters. So you get your free consultation, then fifty percent off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled p r o s e prose dot com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support satellite sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love ocea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code
1: SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Okay, it's time for Entertaining Sisters. Wow, there was so much going on during the summer, but, you know, fall is when things start to get exciting with movies and, and TV shows. But first we have to talk about favorite movie of the summer. Is everyone in on... Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, so fun. You guys all saw it, right? Absolutely, Liz. Oh, my God. Loved it. That movie made me laugh out loud so many times. I was shocked. And everyone in the theater was just enjoying themselves. Even the woman next to me who arrived late had, like, bundles of things, not just popcorn and stuff there i don't know it's like she was moving in and then she tapped me and explained in advance she wanted to just make sure i noticed that she had her service yorkie with her so there was something about having a yorkie with me to enjoy crazy rich agents which really sounded (laughs) which felt right anyway i love it. did you read the book no, I never oh, did. Oh, I had
0: read the book. And so, and it was on our Satellite sister Summer Read List. What yeah. I loved about the movie, I felt like they cleaned up some of the weaknesses in the book. Like, oh. they just made it oh. super tight and fun. And, you know, they just could focus on the story, not so much in the shopping and the stuff. And, yeah. I, and I loved it. Yeah. It's also just like great to see a rom-com yeah i don't care who's in it right like, like, yeah it, just it has, was
2: delightful yes. and just absolutely beautiful, beautiful from a production yeah you know you just it really made you know i love seeing all the scenes in singapore yes. all, the, all the delicious food scenes you know having lived in asia it just made me really homesick for that part of the world i mean it was it was really uh really great
1: and it's made a ton of money yes it's the most successful rom-com in nine years yeah i read So maybe we'll get a whole new bunch of rom-coms. That would be great. That would be great. I thought the couple was fantastic and fun to watch, and it was a lovely, romantic story. But also the supporting cast. Like, i got to say... Every time Aquafina was in a scene, yeah, she was, she was insane. <laughs> the best friend she was, was like Yes, just, she was great. Everything she wore, every just the way she carried herself. <laughs> yes. Oh the way she delivered all of her lines. Oh my god. Her whole was family was yes. funny.
0: <laughs> I thought that whole her whole family was funny. I, I enjoyed
1: the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I just saw it over the past weekend, so I was sort of late to the movie. Uh, but also as I'm waiting before before the Yorkie arrived, uh, I saw three awesome trailers. That I thought would be worth uh, noting here on the show because they were all upcoming movies about music and they all looked really great. The first one is, of course, the Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga remake of A Star is Born. Cannot wait. When does that open? Cannot I can't come wait out soon enough. You know, I should have looked that up. I'll look at it. Up. Okay, Leanne's going to dragoon up that information. <laughs> I think it's November, but I'm not sure. Anyway, so we've all seen that trailer. I could watch it a million times. Well, we're putting the trailer in our show notes just so you can watch it a million times. So that looks great. But also there were two others. One is a movie called Blaze that is coming out. It's by Ethan Hawke. Uh, he's not in it, but it's about a mu- It's the true story of a musician named Blaze Foley. That looks really, really good. And then also the Freddie Mercury movie. So, the life of, uh, you know, Freddie Mercury and Queen. The movie's called Bohemian Rhapsody, but it stars Rami Malik, who oh. I think is fantastic. So, that's coming out this fall, too. So, there you go. A Star is Born, Blaze, Bohemian Rhapsody. I, like all three on my list. The uh, opening some day. Some good course.
2: escapism right there, Liz. Yes, yeah. yes,
0: So opening day is October 5th. Okay. Oh, October soon. 5th,
1: yeah. Okay. You're time. right about the escapism, Julie. You know, my August motto was uh, less news, more music. <laughs> and I think I'm going to carry that right through the fall. More Great. music movies because a little entertainment. We could all use a little light entertainment out there. Um, yeah. Okay. But now it's going to get serious, Julie, because I have a TV tip for you. Uh, OK, you, I'm, you I'm, know, I'm ready. I am a former TV executive. And this past weekend, I filled out my Emmy ballot. And I was, you know, once again, voting for the Americans as best drama. Come on, people. <laughs> this is your last chance. <laughs> this is it? It's the Americans. <laughs> it's just They better win this year. But then in that same realm, I saw a note about a brand new show that's coming out. It's been ordered to series, as they say, mm-hmm. by USA Network. It's from they're adapting the Bourne series into a television series called Treadstone. Oh, and I just right. thought, oh excellent. Julie, now, who's going,
2: star- who going to be starring as Jason
1: Bourne? Well, that's the thing. I don't want to disappoint you before I even get you psyched up. It's going to follow a number of sleeper agents all over the world. None of whom are Matt Damon. Right. So Whoa. it's because it, remember, <laughs> Treadstone, Treadstone was the program Jason right. Bourne is in. So yes. we figure there are other sleeper agents out there. So they're working on it. It's going to come out next year. But I just know how many times you and your husband have rewatched all. Of I mean, the we, movies.
2: it is. It's amazing to me. I, I can tell you as a former TV executive, how many times the Born movies are on in a weekend? <laughs> I every time I walk into like my house, one of the three Bourne movies is running. And I was like, Did you order this up? Or no? it's just on, you know, USA Today or he's watching it nonstop. That's his number one movie. <laughs> I okay. at least once a weekend we're watching a born. He, he's watching a Bourne movie. Yeah. Well, Treadstone. So I if there's a TV mm-hmm. show I'm never going to get out of the house. <laughs> I
1: mean. It's going to be an action thriller series about black ops CIA programs, Julie. So maybe they'll get to the bottom of the whole microwaving your head issue in Treadstone yeah. too. By then they might have the actual science on that. So there you go. USA network. Wait for it. 2019.
0: I like that. It's on USA. Cause that means it'll be sort of fun and popcorn. Yes. It won't be like super dark and mm-hmm. yeah, it, it will have a li- it's little sex It's like appeal. suits. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah, it, have a little sex appeal yeah it's like covert affairs that i miss from that network so that's good um, okay yeah and julie have you seen the um the jack ryan have you have you of course of it? course it, it just came
2: out this weekend we You've have watched the whole thing already all eight episodes all eight episodes yes I, I i highly recommend it i thought it was really well done well written well well acted uh john kaczynski is excellent in it so uh
0: well done yeah we had to stop ourselves from watching all eight i mean again because that was pretty much the entirety of our summer vacation was watching that <laughs> was jack ryan we didn't go anywhere or do anything so hey, yeah. jack ryan so there you have it well i'm sure we'll go in depth next weekend
2: we may watch it re it several times so uh, <laughs> yeah we can tell you i'll, about I'll have
0: a few more details for you yeah do you have more news or is it me? No. Okay. I think
1: it's, you had some book
0: recommendations. I had a couple of book recommendations. I, one of the things I did do in August was read a ton. Um, that's, I usually do that when I'm writing. So here's one, Anna Quinlan, you know, mm-hmm. a writer we've had on Satellite Sisters. Solid the best. Satellite yeah. Sister. Novelist, you know, former columnist from the New York Times and Newsweek magazine. So she is, a, her book came out in the spring. It's called um, Alternative, Alternate Side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alternate Side. Because it's.
1: Alternate side of the street parking kind of thing? Exactly. Okay. It is an extent, Which is a New York thing. It's
0: a very New York novel. So uh-huh. if you're wondering who's going to like this, because she hasn't written a New York novel in a while. Uh-huh. So people who love New York will like this book. Oh, me. People who understand parking parking in New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then people who want... Even my
2: granddaughter, who's
0: four, understands parking yes. in New York. So yeah. She's, yeah. she's in that... If you want to get the audio book, she might enjoy it, although... It's not really for four-year-olds. And then just understand that the parking is an extended metaphor for marriage. Oh. So it has these three elements. Very New York-y. It's very sort of New York real estate, parking-driven. Yeah. And then where can you park,
1: own a home,
0: and be married all at the same time in New York? Oh. So okay. that's what I would say. Oh. But one of the things, I know, Julie, I hear you like, oh, Julie, you'd like it. One of the things okay. I loved about it was that um, there was a lot of New York used to be this and now it's this. Uh-huh. And the used to be New York is the New York of our childhood. It was okay. dirty, disgusting, dangerous. <laughs> yes. Like where at any moment you could be mugged, you know. And that action was, packed. And, action packed. And which she's sort of like mournful that that is not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Then Manhattan has been so cleaned up. Mm-hmm. there's no place in new york where you feel slightly endangered anymore <laughs> and, and she misses it you uh-huh. know and that's it it's so safe now new york <laughs> like where's the excitement so that theme park yeah but that's anna quillen she's a wonderful writer she just really can drill down pick out these moments that you've experienced you know in your own life and she can illuminate them so i enjoyed it Alternate side. And then the other one I wanted to recommend is a book set in India. It's called The Storyteller's Secret. And it's by Sheja Bajani. And it is a beautiful, fascinating, intriguing book about India. So if you wanted to do a little armchair traveling mm-hmm. this fall, this is like a totally enjoyable family saga set in India that you can just dive into and enjoy. Oh, that sounds uh, yeah. great. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed that one, too. The so.
1: Storyteller's Secret. Okay, yes. we'll have links in the notes. All right, uh, our to-do list. We're wrapping up here. Let's see. How do we do? Where are oh, we on time? Yeah, we're okay. We're good. we're good. Just about nailing it, <laughs> even after Great. a month off.
0: We're going to get this. <laughs> we are going to get this show someday. We're really going to wrap it up. Format. <laughs> smoothly. Everything's going to happen for us one day.
2: Keep uh. hope alive, Liam. <laughs> All right, Joel, what's on your to-do list this week? Shopping this week. I am shopping at Satellite Sisters, okay? I re- I'm real. i coming out to see you girls at the end of September, mm-hmm. and I need some fresh Satellite Sister merchandise to wear. I'm going to get some cute T-shirts, maybe a sweatshirt, a different hat, so, I just okay. that's on
0: my
1: list for this week. You know, you know, it's funny. We we decided like our press photos are literally 15 years old. And <laughs> I was going to say 100. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I, 15 is a lie. They're yeah. 20 years old. Yes. Uh, and so we just decided maybe we should. Shoot some. We have no pictures of ourselves together, right? It's not that we're super
0: vain and we don't want to age. We're not like those people. It's just just, we're never together.
1: We've never bothered to stage a shoot since the original like book cover shoot in two thousand and one. Yes. Anyway, so we're going to do a little bit of that in late September. Yeah. So the you know a little merch is is good. Yeah. So Liz. Yeah, Liz told us there's some cute things there. Cute designs.
2: If you haven't visited, go to the Satellite Sister website. Click on the button shop and have
0: start shopping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this weekend I'm going to a wedding and I'm kind of excited, first of all, because I don't really know the participants that well so <laughs> that's good that frees you up i Lane. mean yeah i don't have a lot of burden like i don't have no any responsible investment no but it's just kind of fun because these are just two crazy kids that used to work for my husband uh-huh. and they met like while they were working for my husband and then they started a relationship so one of them left and they did it all very properly and now they're getting married that's and i'm exciting. very happy for them yeah. so we're going to that so i've been very busy self tanning my legs <laughs> because i I'm wearing it it's you know, it's a fancy dress mm-hmm. and then shoes,
1: but I'm not wearing but you're wearing shoes. <laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> I'm gonna do Leon, both you're those really things. taking it up a notch with the shoes and Thanks. third love bra and some MeUndies, I'm guessing.
0: no, i I ordered the special third love. I had to buy a strapless bra, uh-huh. which okay. I, I haven't worn in a hundred years. so I had i it's like a,
1: strapless. Wow. <laughs>
0: it's it's madonna level bra that's all i can tell you i mean you mean with the cone it's like an armored strapless bra i'm gonna yeah i'm excited we need photos
1: of that too but
0: mainly i have to self-tan my legs because that that's a must for this because i think i mentioned i barely left the house in august so they're not tan on their own so i gotta self-tan my legs Mm
1: -hmm. but liz you are not going to be here next week Because you are. Well, I'm traveling to give a speech at the beginning of the week. But then my actual to-do list item is the end of next week, I am moderating a keynote panel at the World Mobile Congress in Los Angeles. So if you are in, say, the microwave business, you're probably going to be there here in L.A. I am uh, moderating a uh, panel on mobile technology. Wait, is that where you're going to be next week? Well, I'm going to be I'm in Portland. To, I'm right? going to be in Portland next week. Oh, okay, at the and beginning of the week. And this is something and else. And then this is something else. I'm my doing gosh. two things in a week, Liam. Two things. <laughs> two things. He's a superstar, Liam. Wow. So you know how I like my conferences. Anyway, key, keynote panel. Uh, there's like a guy from AEG, you know, the big live events yep. company. A guy from Boingo, wireless yep. uh, company, and Rick Fox, the former Laker, Laker, who's now in esports. Oh, okay. So that's my panel. And I have to make it fascinating and fun about mobile technology. So, well, know. I think
2: you should ask that Boingo uh, uh, representative about
1: microwaves. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's I'm, that's not what I've been asked to do, but I'm going for it, Julie. <laughs> Maybe on the aside. You don't have to do it as part of the... <laughs> oh, yeah. Portal, in the, right. In the, I, in I, the, I, in the green room. if you could get us
2: some more details, we would
1: appreciate that. I <laughs> okay.
0: think you should just hold up your phone and go... Can one of you help me? Why do some calls ring and other calls I can't hear? That's what what I should
1: do. That's what the Mobile World Congress wants me to do on the keynote stage in front of thousands of people. I looked like one of those senators in that hearing when they had Zuckerberg, like, excuse me. Yeah, I'll do that. I had to go to the iPhone store
0: in August because I needed a new battery, and my phone apparently has bad batteries. So they were replacing them for like 12 bucks. It's the Uh cheapest thing at at the Apple store. So I... I I felt like I had nailed it. I walked in. I knew my Apple password. Wow. Okay. I had already backed up my whole phone on the cloud. And I thought, I'm going to really impress the genius that I have both those things happening. And he looked at my phone and the first thing he said was, so are you in communication with a lot of hearing impaired people? (laughs) I was like, what? And he said, well, you have this special keyboard function featured so that you can plug in like a hearing impaired keyboard keyboard i was like no no I don't. i'm not involved with I, that
1: i was not aware
0: <laughs> and, then, and then he said and have you noticed that none of the phone calls have been ringing because you've also turned off like on another thing i had like turned off the ring well at least you had noticed that <laughs> i had noticed it <laughs> I was like, I am an idiot. (laughs) So you might want to do that.
1: All right. Hey, hey, though, speaking of your mobile devices, you know, in our effort to share the sisters, what did we notice technology-wise, download-wise, during the month of August, Leanne? that we
0: had just as many downloads in August as we do when we actively produce four outstanding shows every month. (laughs) That that people were just listening to our back catalog. Like, really listening. Thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads.
1: Yes. You went into some deep cuts. There are a lot of shows there from 2007, 2009, and that's what you listen to during the month of August. So that's great. Please, you know, it's all there. And also, if you want to share those, any sharing you do, we're for. Yes. thank you for listening, Mm -hmm. and thank you for Sharing the
0: sisters. All right, we'd also like to thank our engineer Sergio Enriquez. Thank you, Sergio. So next week it's just going to be Julie and I, mm-hmm.
1: and I know we are gonna...
0: some special things planned, right, Lynn? Well, well, I figure like let's toss it out there. We are going to talk about um, parents. If you actually. Uh... Should track your track your teenager right? on your phone. Speaking uh-huh. of phones, like how many of you have have your teenagers on your phone and you can track them? And what do you feel like about that? So we'll post a question at the Facebook group, and you can answer in. And Julie and I are going to weigh in on that. There, there. I think there are actually, a, you know, two sides to that story. Mm-hmm. Maybe even two or three sides to that mm-hmm. story. Does that work? Are there three sides to things? I sure, sure. All right. Yeah. Anything else, girls? No, that's it. Nope. That's good. Have a good week. Thanks. Yeah, you yeah, too. Everybody. All right. Happy to be back. Don't forget, call your satellite sister.